You're Learning Village podcast, episode number 40. Welcome to the Your Learning Village podcast, where you'll discover insights and actionable tips to help your child with learning at home with a special focus on reading. They say it takes a village to raise a child, so let's build your child's learning village. Begin to get the tools you'll need to help your child on their unique learning journey and feel confident that you're doing enough for your child. With your host, Sarah Chavez. Welcome, and I think this one today is a bit clickbaity, slightly, but it is actually behind the scenes and a true reflection of what I was able to do working as a one-to-one reading tutor and spending many hours working with students to efficiently be able to get them reading as quickly as possible. Now, this is what we're all looking for, really. However much we sugarcoat it and say, well, actually, we want them to be enjoying what they're doing and they'll get there when they get there, all that stuff. If we can do something in as quick as time as possible, let's face it, if we can take that and do something really quick, something that we know is going to make progress in a short space of time, I think anyone would choose it. Like, it doesn't matter what our opinions are on learning to read, on education, etc., etc. If there is something that is going to help our children, we quite often will be doing it. So with that little one, let's jump into how I was able to do this and how I measured this and how this all came about. So in 2019, I was a online reading tutor. I had initially a couple of students. I think I was so I had about four or five to start with and then when 2020 hit I um, gained quite a few more and was helping a lot of children through the, the time of home learning and supporting lots of children with their reading that way and the biggest thing and where how I was able to measure this and I did have a support from a reading tutor community and so I will just say that quite a lot of the things that I started off with came from that community and I adapted them and worked with my students and worked with the more UK-based curriculum because it was the US system that they were tapping more into. But what we were able to do with my students, one of the first things we did, and this is the first um, secret, shall I just tell you, is that we started off with an assessment. And the reason why I started off with an assessment was because quite simply, if we don't know where the children are working, we can't then efficiently get them onto the next steps. Now, whenever you think about, and when we think about assessments, we quite often think of sitting children down, doing some exam almost. But I did an episode a while back about the different kind of assessments that you can be doing to help your child to understand where they are in their learning. And it isn't necessarily a formal assessment. And I'll link that episode in the show notes for you. The one I did, it was a bit more of a formal assessment, but the, a lot of this was because I, the children coming to me in a tutoring capacity, I, I didn't know them at all. Their parents were reaching out for support. So we did start with an assessment. And then what we did was we did that assessment again. It was very personalised to where, where they were at and it very much took different paths depending on what they were able to do. So it's not every single child set exactly the same assessment. It was very much tailored and personalised to them. And then we were able to see the progress that they had made. And it was quite amazing that in about three months' time, they roughly were making about a year's progress. And this was children mostly who were trying to close a gap. 
rather than children who were working at expected levels, they were making very good progress, but not necessarily that year's progress because of the development, like because of their actual maturity as well. Didn't necessarily mean they made that big jump. So it's not necessarily a system that's going to help you make your child make big leaps above where expected levels are. But it is very useful, particularly if you have a child who is really struggling. And some children with reading, they really do struggle. And my heart, like, I just remember parents coming to me and they're just saying, we've tried everything we can. I just don't know what to do next. And the child is getting so frustrated that it, all their friends around them moving on. And then I just remember, remember one mum in particular came to me and the little boy had assessments for other speech and language things but I just remember the comment she made to me which was that she wanted her son to be able to read chapter books like all of his friends all of his friends were now able to read them and he just felt left out and and that's where that, that I think that's a bit that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily know that he he was on his own journey all that thing that we we often think about it's just the fact that he felt that he wanted to be able to read, but there was something there that was just making it difficult for him. So this is where an assessment can come in and one that's really tailored and is able to give focus support, that's really powerful. And there are quite a lot of assessments that you get, you're just trying to get a grade, you're trying to work out where they are, but it's when we get this like this like assessment which is very qualitative, so not necessarily quantitative, showing you exactly where they are how many words a minute can they read etc etc that thing it's more or what can we be doing for this child what is it that's making them tick where are their gaps then we were able to fill that and focus support and in that one-to-one experience as well really beginning to tailor it to their unique personality their unique like needs like that was really powerful so Getting that assessment and then taking that focus support, that was one of the things that really helped to make this progress because you know where you're going. You were able to take a roadmap from that child rather than from necessarily a curriculum. Phonics problems. Phonics programs are great in giving us a structure and a framework to follow. But within that, there are children within this framework and following a program step by step by step which is what but they will be doing it's not necessarily always capturing the reading needs of every child and and it can't do and the thing is that the phonics programs don't claim to do that either really they are trying to help the majority of children get through and help them get with a structured literacy approach get all our brains work slightly differently and sometimes there might be something going on which makes that difficult. So that's why this assessment and this focus support is a, is a powerful part, place to start. So the second little secret I had for helping my children it, that I was tutoring make one year's progress in three months was that it was, it was a very efficient and consistent system that I had. Now, I had a few parents say to me, because I, I only ever used most of the sessions I did were half-hour ones. There's some hour ones for longer kids, for, for, long, for slightly older children. But to be honest with you, I preferred the half hour because we then were able to, we did it several times a week rather than one hour a week or in, in one block we were able to do two half hours or three half hours and it just made so much more of an impact. 
And I was efficient. And I remember one person said, how on earth do you get that much and that much progress in half an hour? And this is also, bearing in mind, this is also the time of the school lockdown. So they were trying to help their child. And, and I will just say, and I have got an episode coming up with this soon about how it is different to teach your own child than someone else's child. If you are listening as a parent, do not worry. Like, do not think, oh my gosh, how am I going to fit all that in? Because to be honest with you, with your own child, and I say that even my own child now, they respond very differently to you. And it's and taking on that teacher role can be very, very challenging. Hats off to all the homeschoolers doing your best with that as well. And you know that as a homeschooler, you will, you try not to replicate school at home. You are doing it in a very different way. But yeah, anyway, the sessions were very efficient. I very much followed a structure which was personalised, and I think I've said that three times in this in this episode already, but it followed us and it was similar every single time we had a session. Because, and the reason for that is because children knew they knew what to expect, so then that their minds weren't worrying about, well, what's going to be happening in this session? What are we going to be doing today? They knew very much that we would start off, what we were going to start off with, or what, we were, what thing we were going to be moving next into, and then what we would be ending with. They knew the pattern, they knew they, it was it was predictable in their mind so that they, they could focus on the actual skills that we were working on. So making this, a, like very much making it routine that's consistent, this was really helpful. And it moves because we were then able to really focus on the practice that we're doing. This helped to move towards mastery. So following that program, yeah, it really did help being there. And just I knew straight away, I had everything ready for them. And they weren't waiting around for things. I think that by nature is necessarily, that's just, I, I like to see if I can get as, basically get as much done in such a short period of time. Same as like if any activity, trying to get as many things out of it as I possibly can. I do like to be efficient. That's what is one of my, very much one of my values to try and get things across. Yeah, this, this, isn't, this isn't very efficient now, but as a bit of a side note, actually with um, a podcast. That's why one of the reasons I like doing podcasting is because you can listen to it on the go. It's efficient then. So I'd love to know if you're doing the dishes or doing cleaning whilst you're listening to this podcast. I know I do it all the time. That's yeah, it's just great that you can get that much information in an audible format. So third thing today is reading mileage. Now, I often see so much about like games and lots of different activities that you can be doing with your child to help with their reading and hiding that reading mileage so hiding them actually doing reading so what I mean by reading mileage is actually getting them to read words getting them to read sentences getting them to read texts because at the end of the day if you don't practice it you're actually not reading you're just being able to do sounds and being able to read a word lots of different words doesn't necessarily mean you can read a whole sentence that you need to be able to get that practice in get the understanding ready for the next stages once you have mastered the decoding stage moving through to fluency and then on comprehension our later stages in our learning to read journey you do need to get some form of reading mileage in and it's great when it's been hidden in games that was something i used to do a lot trying to get reading mileage in there and also that just makes it a bit more fun for children so a big part of my sessions was actually children being immersed in books so I had a library of books they can choose from a fantastic e-library I will link it in the show notes it is a paid library because I was 
dealing with so many children and it is an ebook so depends on your your feelings about that and particularly with little John here my own daughter and I I'm trying to stay away from ebooks but anyway the, the format that in an online tutoring situation it, it did make sense for to have this e-library e anyway we were immersed in at least a third to half of the session we were immersed in a book and what we were able to do within that reading mileage it was coaching them through that so not necessarily just listening to them read which is often what we were doing is coaching them through when they are getting stuck on a word using strategies and helping guiding them to using these strategies to be able to read onto the next word next phrase whatever it is that they did whatever skill they're working on so using and really getting deep into that really helps with the master because it's in a context and it's helping them to apply the skills they have been using in a context. And the more context that they use it in, that is what creates reading mastering and just mastering in general with the more context in a different way you do it. That's what we create when we create mastery in a skill. So, and with that reading mileage and with that immersion into the books, I would try my best to see if we can find something that the children like they they chose the books they're doing it quite often i've talked about this before non-fiction was a bit of a one that they quite often were choosing and that really did help a lot of children to break through any reading difficulties they were having like because they had that choice and it was something they were a bit more interested in. and they had a bit of power and it wasn't just like you're going to be doing this it's like well what, what would you like to have a look at we do need to do some reading at the end of the day because this is what we're here to do in practice but how would you like to do this so they are the, the thing behind how I helped children make that much progress. But there was some things that really were missing. And I'm not going yeah, to talk about them now because these are the things that I'd love people to get into place to help their child beyond that. Because this is the thing. Once the children worked with me, they were making fantastic progress when they were working with me. And I gave them a lot of skills and did get them over hurdles. But inevitably, I know that that progress wouldn't necessarily continued at that level because it's just the nature of it. If you're not working with someone one-on-one -on -one or you're not on top of that skill in that focus thing, it, it will be quite as sharp, shall we say. So this is how leading me on to some of the things I feel that was missing. So I was always worried of what was happening outside of sessions, what we have finished, because the family support is vital. But it's really hard to communicate what you were doing in sessions and why you were doing it. And I really felt like, particularly when I worked with very young children, I would get asked by parents, well, what more can we be doing? Sometimes they were asking, well, can we have extra things to be doing? Them? So I actually offered, they had an option to use the library of books and a few of them did use the library, um, the e-library that we had. Many of them didn't. And the thing is, though, they were little kids and there is that thing, well, how much more do we want them to do? They need to be developing lots of other skills as well. So, yeah, I did find that difficult. How could I communicate what we were doing, why I was doing it, how you can do it in a way which isn't putting more pressure onto a child? And I found that difficult to communicate because I, I genuinely did not have any, any more time to put things together to share with parents. And I know as a classroom teacher that was similar. Like I'd throw a few links out at people and go, oh, you can have a look at this and look at this. And there would be always be a parent's information evenings about 
this and like you'd sit and I, I remember looking at some of the slides that were put on and leaflets and stuff but that would always be a quick presentation and then it'd be like okay you and your owner help your child and it really would bother me that the, that the support for parents is basically go to google and it's it's difficult like to try and balance it all in that's one of the reasons why i've started this podcast that you can get information on the go but what i am developing at the moment is the little reader's village so this is going to be a space which helps you to create these powerful reading routines I'm planning on having a guided assessment. So like I talked about, this is one of the things that made a big difference was the assessment. So a guided assessment, which you can be doing with your child, but guided by me, I find some like, quite cool technology which can help us with that. And we will do it every couple of months so you can see how much progress they are making. And the reason why it's guided with you, my idea is that then you can see what's going on with your child because at the end of the day, you're spending more time with them than anyone else even if they are in school full-time even if they are seeing additional support outside of school you still are doing quite a lot of the reading with them so then you can get a real insight but I know as a parent you're like okay they're doing an assessment you might get like a form where it says exactly it's even like if you get a school report there's a lot of jargon on there and you're thinking okay great well, what does that mean next how can I actually apply that so that's why I'm thinking of including a guided assessment that we do with support for myself and then just advice on getting some powerful reading routines in so that you are kind of coaching your child to their reading rather than just listening to them when they're getting that reading mileage in, which they inevitably will need to do. And I just also want there to be space for personal support so you can ask questions about your individual child. And then I also want to bring all in some purposeful reading practice and this will be through the read to cook cards, which I've talked about before, because I want you to be making memories with your child and I also want it to be fun. So hopefully cooking is fun for you and your child. But even if, if you do find it a bit of a challenge, it's purposeful and showing children that reading is purposeful has so many benefits. It isn't just this isolated thing we do at school. It is. Well, you can read a recipe, then you can get the end product out, you can get a cake out of it, a cookie, whatever, whatever is the recipe that is. And they're not all just um, sweet recipe. I actually try to make a bit of a mix of recipes available there. And even if you choose to take that recipe and say, oh, are you going to um, Nana's house this weekend? Why don't you take a recipe? Why don't you go do some reading practice there by using one of these? So that is my idea for the little reader's village. So the doors will be opening on the top. 12th of July 2023 for our founding members and you guys will be getting some extra special bonuses whilst you help me build exactly what we need for parents to help them with learning to read support at home so that you can really tap into that power as a parent educator and really help your child at home with learning to read so it'll be open for a few days so you can have to be quick to join us as a founding member and I hope you will be joining us there. And if you are listening to this and the date is already closed, you can jump on the waitlist for when the doors open again for the Little Readers Village. But I do hope that you'll be joining us there as part of that. So let's just then review 
what we talked about today and some of the secrets that I use to help students make one year's progress in three months as a one-to-one reading tutor. So the first one was an assessment which was personalised and was able to give focused support for the child who was learning to read. And then talked about how making things efficient and consistent because this really helps with cognitive load, children know what to expect and they can really get as much practice in which helps them to build towards mastery of learning to read. And then reading mileage. At the end of the day, children need to do some reading to be able to read. And using what was interested them, which quite often I found is non-fiction text alongside fiction text. And also sometimes making it hidden in different ways, such as, such as games and other purposeful ways. I hope you found that useful today. And I hope you will check out the Little Readers Village and maybe even see you on the inside. Have a great day and I'll speak to you again soon.